Hey, if you're listening to this right now, we have a fantastic video episode version of this shit up on our Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash fandamespod, and you can see all three, three of our beautiful faces. Bye. Damn, should we do our show? Yes. I was, well, <laughs> do the intro, because you get mad when okay. I do it. Yeah, because you're not allowed to. I don't do it, right? <laughs> no, you won't. Damn. I do it the funny way of not doing it. At all. You are just saying what I want. This is not about to become what's popping from <laughs> Brian Wecht himself. This is not about to happen. What do you We're mean? Doing it. No. What don't do you mean? Don't stare at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Explain it to me. Break it down. Hmm. No, I'm gonna do I really, the intro. <laughs> I can't put my wrist down because I have carpal tunnel in this one and a bruised elbow on this one, so I gotta like. Mm-hmm. You gotta like prayer hand it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mashallah. <laughs> do the intro. Jesus Christ. Introduce this fucking <clears throat> show. Welcome back to the Sleepover Podcast. This is Fan Dames with Parks and Nebula, and the voice you are hearing now is neb not you saying like we're we're not doing late in night right now and then not you saying that intro word for word almost to the exact rhyme and reason of the other in- you bitch i was about to introduce you and be like the voice you just heard as a joke because you said that and then i realized you hadn't talked yet and so then i was like <laughs> <laughs> wow damn well, say your fucking name wow hi i'm perks there you um, go. Damn. This I just is a show. Tor Park's a new one saying, no, you can't do the intro because you're gonna fuck it up, but I fucked it up, so it's Severely. Fine. You fucked it up severely. You fumbled the bag. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate you're... it. <laughs> I guess for the real cut, that's the first time we bagged on your death. <laughs> Anyways, Patrons welcome to this episode. More. Stop what? selling our show on our show. <laughs> We're not sponsored by ourselves. Anyways, on this episode, we're actually going to have a real conversation again, because um, we haven't the last two. Eh, that's that's your problem. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Asian fetishization, infantilization, and why things like Squid Game are becoming so massively popular, despite already having been made for the last 20 years. Um, we have a guest with us. It's going to be Rai. If you'd like to introduce yourself now, you you can. <laughs> I bless you. You're, per- okay. you're permitted to. <laughs> you can speak. <laughs> you just made Park Spitter Water. No, I did not. Um, hi, I'm Rai, and I am a long-time listener, first-time caller of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce myself. What do you do? Um, Who are you? Like, you I... already said your name, but... <laughs> um, I am technically Parks's cousin through marriage, and I do a lot of cosplay, not so much anymore. I mostly help... Um, other cosplayers take photos now. I just took photos of these two when Neb came to Utah, and that was a lot of fun. And I am Asian, so I am I am the voice of Asian representation on this podcast today. 
At least for two hours you are. At least for two hours, yes. <laughs> you just completely, like, missed half of what you actually did. You know, in the moment, I forgot that I literally did anything. This is what I meant when I said that I'm like. <laughs> That's okay. I so wanted to give you a chance. Talking. I wanted to give you a chance. Thank you. I we're gonna wanted we're to gonna gas you up now. We're gonna gas you up. Part. Rai is a longtime K-pop dancer, um, a member of Black Moon Crew, which is a Utah local K-pop group. They're also a part of several collabs with other Utah groups. They're a performer at an October evening that is going to be a live streamed event that has already passed by the time this episode will roll, but they are a part of that. They were a part of a Stop Asian Hate uh, charity for Utah that's um, a bunch of Salt Lake K-pop Duke Grant groups put on together um, as a live stream, and I, I think they made about $500 or more from that. I don't remember what the exact amount is. If you know, correct it, me. I it don't was know. something like that. But it was a it was a lot for what was put in. So you've done plenty of shit through dancing. You've performed at Fanex in both two per- different performances, both as KDA and as BMK, which you killed both. Um, you've done plenty of shit, and you're a Japanese cosplayer. You're gender fluid, like or you're non-binary, so I'm not gender fluid. Sorry, that's... You're confusing (laughs) us. That one's me. I literally forgot all of those in the moment, but... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Thank you for... Thank you for... So... Compiling all of those things. Well, we kind of need to know the non-binary Asian part, because that's a part of what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. My pronouns are they, them. Um, I am a K-pop enthusiast. Um, Yeah, I, I like cosplaying. I like clowns. I like pink. And cowboys. Those are my credentials. You're a model. And cowboys. You just did. You, uh, you did a really cool clown shoot a while ago. I liked that. That was on your Instagram. <laughs> that that was probably like my peak moment. It for real was. was uh, it was beautiful. The, the clown cowboy photo shoot. Yeah. Can we make so. that your guest photo for our Instagram? Oh. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I'm more than okay with that. Sorry, I'm getting a text from my cousin asking if I wanted to dare tolerate going to my aunt's house. Sorry. The answer is no. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Sorry. So, <clears throat> yes, as I was saying, we we're going to talk about fetishization, infantilization, and why people should probably stop um, assuming that everything that is put out from Asian culture is not immediately effeminate or something to look down upon. That being our lead-in with something I mentioned last week, um, I believe I told you this, right, um, when it happened, but the Japanese Nazi uh, maid cafe? Oh my god, yeah. I <sighs> I don't even have words. That's very like Italian. So... Um, it, oh, it's very Italian. <laughs> The main problem with that that we're bringing up now is not the fact that they did it, but it's more like most of the people in the comments the were just white people who were like, they don't like know. Defending. Like, they didn't know. Yeah. It's it's so, it's bad. And you see it, like, almost in every, I guess, like, Asian-based community. Mm-hmm. Like, when people, like, fetishize Asians. Like, you see that in K-pop a lot, too. Like, ugh, I, oh, I hate talking about this because it kind of makes me sad. But uh, you know, Espa, yeah, next level. Um, recently, one of the members of Espa, there was like a video of her 
on the actual official SM channel, like mouthing the N word when she was singing a song. And like, you like would not believe how many people in those kinds of situations would be like, it's not in Korean culture. Like they don't know, they don't know. It's like 2021. If it were like any other person and if they were Asian, you would be like canceled immediately, like stuff like that. Like people need to be able to hold their idols accountable more, Mm -hmm. especially in like K-pop culture and Asian culture. Like you see a massively huge difference in that. I feel like it's also a thing specifically not to drag the BTS community. I'm sorry, but (laughs) they constantly (laughs) see these grown ass men as like babies if i see another chibi like pajama like jimin i'm gonna flip the fuck out why are you drawing this grown man like a baby come on it's like this 27 year old guy who has literal military experience they're like oh he's just a sweet little angel baby he doesn't even know what a kiss is like he's older than you He's twice well, also like, yeah. That's a part of their contract is that they're not supposed to know. Baby, have you seen any of the choreography? They are humping that fucking ground. They know what's going on. Yeah. Like, it, and I, I honestly, I know that BTS is like a big perpetrator of it uh, now. But, right, you and I are the, you and I are the same age, right? You're 24? Yeah. Okay, so do you yeah. remember when, like, Shiny took over? for a minute mm-hmm. and every everybody mm-hmm. acted the same way the bts are like bts fans do it's just that they didn't post it to twitter because it wasn't cool to oh, post about real. k-pop on twitter yet <laughs> and it was the exact no, same it, shit yeah it feels like an endless cycle for real like even now like ever since bts got huge even with like stray kids sort of being like the come up boy group after bts I see that all the time in comments and like even worse than like fetishization and like infantilization is like when they start shipping each other within the group. And like these are real people who are like older than you. And I'll see comments on like Instagram of posts of these of like two guys interacting within this group. And I'll see comments saying like, Hyunjinny and Felix don't interact the way they used to anymore. Like, do they not love each other anymore? And it's just like really weird. Like, you don't you don't know what their interactions are like in real life. Why are you calling them like Ginny, Hyunjinny, like stuff like that? When like even in I don't know the One Direction fandom, you wouldn't call Zayn like Zayny or I don't know like stuff like that. I don't know. Like, there were the the what were they called? Directioners. Uh, the- no, no, no. The, the Larry shipper. Yes, oh. them. <laughs> yeah. My friend wrote Larry fanfiction. Oh! Um, oh my god. And Five Sauce <laughs> fanfiction. But we were in middle school. I did not participate in that shit because I thought shipping real, shipping real people is fucking weird. It's weird in any context. But it's like, I feel like a lot of the time, specifically when it's done in K-pop, it's, you know how, sorry colonizers listening to this podcast, um, you know how, like, military men will go find, like, timid, like, submissive wives in Asian countries and then bring them home? Um, it feels like it's perpetrating that trope where it's, like, one of them is always going to be, like, timid and breedable and, like, submissive and a little baby. He's a little baby, you know? And then, like, his big, like, mm. why are you making these tropes onto real people, first of all? Mm. That's weird. If someone oh was God. drawing, yeah. like, a persona of me so where often. I'm, like... A little breedable baby. That's not. That's no. <laughs> 
what are you doing? Right? Like, well, I mean, and I this obviously surpasses because this is really common in like music communities, this is really common in YouTube communities, especially. Like mm. that part in itself, the shipping thing is pretty universal. But you don't ever mm. see it like the weird mistreatment of like Japanese or Korean people. Ugh. Mm. It's it's very much like do you guys remember Killing Stalking? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, of course. Trigger warning. Like, I don't think... <laughs> Trigger warning, Killing Stalking. Um, I don't think it would have gotten the reaction that it did if people didn't have those kinds of, like, tropes put onto, like, Asian gay men already. Mm-hmm. When obviously, like, to people who were reading it who lived in Korea, they were like, this is obviously a psychological thriller... Like, you're not supposed to root for these two. And then you see, like, a bunch of teenagers saying, like, oh, my gosh, Sungwoo is, like, you know, it's such a top or whatever, you know? Like, very that. And <laughs> were you there when I reread Killing Stalking in the year 2020? And I was so I... upset by the ending. Not because it was, like, by the ending, upsetting. Yeah. It was just the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, yeah. Neb, do you know the ending to Killing Stalking? All I know is that it was uh and like about Asian characters. I don't remember the like the premise. Okay. We had to cut this part out because it is very graphic. And teenagers ate this shit the fuck up. It is the worst written thing of all time. And they ate it the fuck up. They're like, he wanted to be with him in death. Like, bro, he's got ashes up his asshole. What you talking about? What are you what are we talking about? <laughs> So yeah, um, that whole thing really, really, really perpetrated, like, infantilization of, like, especially, like, neurodivergent Asian men who were effeminate, because the entire time, Yumbum's in a skirt because he can't sit because he got fucked in the ass. That's the plot point. He has to wear a skirt because his asshole hurts. That's not how (laughs) pants work, but okay, sure. I don't- it's not Um, good. It's not well written. Wow, I'm so glad I never read that. But it came out at a wrong time because that came out like initially when all of us or like my people my age were teenagers. And teenagers loved edgy horror and they loved any excuse to see porn. Well, that came out in like what, 2013, 2014? 2016, 2017. It also, it also came off the coattails of You're on Ice. Yeah, it so, was like, very off the coattails. Were waiting to eat up. Yeah. Man. Another gay love story yeah so they were they were waiting for anything to latch onto so that's when it got became super big um not not worth reading no no it's a waste of time and back then when it came out the reason i never finished it was because they made you pay per issue when you were reading it on the app fuck that (laughs) i will export it five years down the line amen it sucks. It really sucks. Yikes. But it came yeah. off of, like, people who didn't know what, like... Yuri on Ice was very, very good representation. And it wasn't Beatty at all. It was very mm. straightforward. Mm. But it mm. accidentally, like, started something in Fujoshi's. Because they saw this. They're like, I love when gay men kiss. So they started eating up every single, <laughs> like, scenario of Asian men being around each other. And that, unfortunately, was like, killing stalking is it. But there was a submissive little breedable, like, effeminate Asian man, so of course we gotta 
pick it up, make it a thing, make it happen. And it's gross. Wow. It's really fucking I gross. Um, hate that. Hate that very much. Hey, do you know what sucks is like the same, uh, not same, the, a similar concept has happened uh, with like white girls fetishizing like creepy white guys right now with the you tv show <gasps> oh that my I'm god so yeah. over. i'm so i love over the it. show season three is bad um there's nothing wrong with enjoying the show because you <laughs> know it's, it's fiction yes but people who a, are it's like, very much romanticizing like ted bundy it's like giving <sighs> <sighs> every time yeah. a white woman <laughs> says she thinks ted bundy's hot i want to die god mm. he's He's not or hot. Any, you just like anybody, Zac Efron. Anybody who says anything oh. other than Richard Ramirez looks fucking insane. If you say anything beyond that, I want you to just go sit in a corner for twenty years. Like that's think I don't, about I what you said. It. Down. I can't handle it. I watched a documentary. <laughs> think about it. It's called. I watched the Night Stalker documentary on uh, Netflix, and towards the end. The guy that fucking caught him talks about the disgusting amount of letters and nude pics that came in the the prison mail from women for Richard Ramirez. So it's like these people have always existed, but now you just have this gross internet avenue that you can dump all of your horrible fetishizing thoughts into and just like ruin everybody's day nationwide, Mm -hmm. worldwide. Go for Mm. it, I guess. (laughs) I hate that. I fucking... (sighs) Yeah, it's gross. And it's just this weird... I don't want to say it's white women specifically, but, I mean, it kind of is. And, unfortunately, that whole thing kind of bred from, like, women being shunned for having interests to begin with. And that's whatever. That's a Mm. whole issue in itself of, like, all women just... How dare you fucking like something? It's funny to rag on what women enjoy, blah, blah, blah. Anytime the dudes who make TikToks where it's like, me making a female's iced coffee, and I always say female, um, and it's just, like, over excess... You know the guys who waste food because they're, like, female? Blah, blah, blah. I hate I hate street men humor. You're dumb as fuck. But it's (laughs) it was always funny to rag on what women hate. And so it's just kind of bred this like, fine, then we'll just go isolate what we enjoy. And it bred into extreme serial killer weird shit because we don't know how to consume media like normal people because we're shamed for it. Well, and also, like, the added disgusting racism that this country breeds, that now it's, like, this interesting, quirky thing to be into a guy that isn't white. When it's like, that's not how that works that's disgusting actually that <laughs> yeah you say you're that not loud, mysterious but... for dating a black man i'm sorry you're that's normal buddy you're not it... this isn't the uh... effect you're going for <laughs> i don't it's... know this is this is not what you think being an ally is like mm-hmm. no and a lot of people and, but misuse I do... allies a lot they're like i'm uh... cool with it so i'm an ally like no you know you're not Right, what were you going to say? Like, think about what you just said. Well, I also, like, want to make it super clear to, like, anyone who would be listening that, like, just because you like K-pop, it does not mean, like, yeah, you're bad for liking K-pop. And, like, I want to make it clear that, like, liking, if you're a female and you like K-pop or you like killing stalking or or this or that, like, it does not make you a bad person. It's not, like, a bad thing. There, there does come a time where if you start fetishizing certain certain men, whether it be Asian or gay, that's when it becomes a problem. But merely liking something like you shouldn't be like shunned for that. No, never. And that's on having media fucking literacy. God damn. 
Because if go you touch grass, go touch grass, <laughs> go touch but grass. There's also a problem, and I know you have pr- dealt with this firsthand back when you were more, um, I don't want to say like feminine leaning than you are now, but back when you no, were like you female presenting, I, like I know, when, like, mm-hmm. and especially in the cosplay community, you receive oh, far more shit than I do personally because you're a small Asian person. Yeah, and like, honest. This this is gonna. I don't know how to put this, that's but okay. like, part of that's like part of the reason why I like cut my hair last is because like I was so sick of men like perceiving me as like this submissive like female like small Asian girl that I was like I need to make it like crystal clear to like every man around me that I am a they them lesbian like how do I make it clear on site so I like cut my hair and dyed it mullet but it's mullet time but um yeah you kind of like I'm I'll say that I'm really lucky in the fact that I don't that I don't experience like overt racism a lot like other people that I know who are Asian are like if they get like hate crimed or, like, being told to go back to their country. Like, I haven't seen that a lot. But I do <laughs> experience fetishization to the point where it gets, like, very uncomfortable just interacting with any stranger who's a man. And you know what? That's just <laughs> my ground to walk on. It's fine. That's that's my shit to deal with. <laughs> Especially being, like, an anime cosplayer, you have the people who will, like kiss your feet for it because they're like oh my god is jap is japanese chiaki oh my god like no white man back in your lane (laughs) it's also you have this weird intersection i don't know if this is very common in utah but it's stupid common here that like there's the intersection of on one side you have these people that come on my little pony things in jars and are like, I would date anything that's Asian that walks and breathes. And then you have the other end of it, which is military guys who, oh, well, my grandpa married a Japanese woman in World War II, so I'm going to go to Korea and get myself a wife. And it's like a generational thing. And it's like, it's like a goal. 100%. Okay. 100%. It's like luckily I'm I'm half Japanese. So luckily it is not that way with my my parents. <laughs> like my <laughs> you know they like hear the stereotype of like half white people who with white dads and like colonize their moms cuz like they fetishize them. No, my dad's Asian and my mom is very chill. So but I see that a lot with other people and there are so many like here in Utah you have Mormon missionaries and it will be like at least once a year, some random white guy will come up to me and like start speaking Japanese to me, and he'll be like, "Oh, I did my mission in Japan." I'm like, "I I don't know Japanese guy. Why like why are you coming up to me right now?" Like one time a guy I was like wearing a shirt with Japanese on it, and it said like I don't care, and he like grabbed me and he was like, "Let me read your shirt. I went on a mission in Japan." I was like, "Let go of me." <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's when you... Oh, like, Bill right. That's a hate crime right there. Yeah. That's a crime. Yeah. That's yeah. assault. Like, that's he a... fucking grabbed you. That's assault. Yeah. I was like, okay. So that that happens a lot. Being told, like, just straight up guys will have yellow fever. They'll say, like, oh, like, you're very cute. I have yellow fever. Like, why would, why would you say They're that to me? They're forthcoming about it? I'm so uncomfortable. 
Yeah, like just like straightforwardly. That's not the move you think. Like it I is, have my yellow man. fever. It's like it a power not, movie. It's like, not the I movie. have. And okay, thank you for the red flag. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, I like just didn't know what to say. Sorry. After that, I was like, okay, <laughs> bye. So that happened quite a lot. But since the pandemic, I haven't gone outside. <laughs> And that has helped immensely. Thank you. So I think well, I'll just do that forever. And now you cosplay boys, so it's fine. True. It really yeah. sucks that like you have the experience of reacting to these moments because whenever I visited y'all and we did a Power Girl and Supergirl shoot, and you were the photographer for, that like we were walking downtown and several like more people than I have ever encountered in my life taking notice of me in the span of fifteen minutes. Because my ass was hanging out. Yeah. (laughs) You get used to it. Rai, you knew in an instant how to respond to these people. And, like, you were the first one to say anything that was very, like, like, very, um, what's the word? Stern without being, like, aggressive. You were very, like, they're working. Please don't interrupt them. They're doing their job. They're working. And meanwhile, Parks is like, can you not fucking record me? (laughs) (laughs) but it just kind of sucks that like in that interaction alone you can tell so much about how other people perceive you not only as a non-binary individual and there's that whole level of fetishization but on your racial identity that like motherfuckers can you look the other direction please (laughs) please do not perceive but uh, yeah i i like really want to try hard whenever i take photos now um to like protect whoever I'm taking photos of a lot of the times I'll be like out of it and I'll feel bad afterwards because like After one the time great someone Misa just like incident. grabbed Parker <laughs> the, the one the Misa the Misa yeah that's I was I was so pissed like I I was like zoned out at that point I was like ready to like take a look at the photos we just took and someone just like grabbed her while we were walking and she was just like don't touch me and I was like livid because when you're a cosplayer I think like that's like that's why I like just have to start thinking of things to say to people when they're like bothering cosplayers is because like when you're a cosplayer let alone being like a female looking asian let alone being in cosplay you feel like a lot more vulnerable and you like don't know what to say or you want to be nice and so like i think it just takes a lot of practice after going through that and then also being on the side of like being a photographer slash bodyguard slash you know in normal clothes you you're able you're able to feel less vulnerable in that situation mm-hmm. and yeah but I, sorry hold on real quick i do not blame you for me getting assaulted by the way like i know you were out of it i do not hold you responsible for anything that occurred there i was just as in shock as both of us were in shock i did not give a fuck i just huh and then both of us quietly <laughs> walked to our cars and just kind of and that was it <laughs> We were both, like, sitting in the parking lot on our phones, like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) I just got assaulted at Dunkin' Donuts, Maddie. And then we put on our Luna in our own cars and drove away. (laughs) So, yeah. um, And that's how you cope. It sucks. Now, Buzzy, you were saying? Because this was your first time experiencing this whole, like, Yes. Well, because, oh, 
like I, the serious thing out of the way is it's important that we have you on to talk about your experiences like this because there are like 17 million layers on top of your hobbies and your identity that culminate in disgusting people <laughs> and how to oh. avoid them. <laughs> and it's just something that like like I didn't think about you guys having to deal with when you go to your photo shoots because all the photo shoots I've been on people are just like that's weird and look away and don't really fuck with me but I also go to a forest or a rooftop and don't deal with people so it's just it's nice to have perspective but it's also it makes me want to beat somebody up <laughs> so hear all your experiences the issue that's a problem with us specifically and I think this namely came because I feel like both, like, Rai and myself have been very defensive of one another, like, ever since we've met, really, because we, I mean, the con we met was a very, very small one, it was not a big deal, but when it came to, like, larger fanex and you were wearing Ari, dudes were all over you, and I was in a tiny baby costume, it didn't matter what I did, but dudes were all over you in the nastiest fucking way, I had Connor with me, like, it was good, we had a fucking wall around you, because at that point, it's like, I know what it's like to be shit-talked in, in a revealing costume, and it's like, unfortunately it's not like what you wear is putting you at fault but in the cosplay community and when you go to conventions you know who's there and so it's like i want to wear this but i also know the consequence is going to come with it not to say that you're at fault for the consequence but it's like if you don't have a handler you are fucked at a convention like that and it's sad that we mm -hmm. both have to be used to this it's sad that we have to be professional like i wish i could go like when i'm wearing supergirl if i could go talk to kids it's fun i like doing that i like when kids my friend johnny has a picture of me and rye and zoe and maddie from like three years ago when we cosplayed at gaming con of his kid and i got to hang out with that kid like two weeks ago because he recognized me from that costume when we started talking as friends so it's like that's a good it's really rewarding but when we're there we have to be in work mode because seriously every shoot we do the best locations unfortunately are always going to be busy places it's not avoidable it's i mean we've done some in the forest but with misa we shot up in the woods for like 20 minutes and then we immediately went to a chapel where i got harassed a little bit and then we went to a cafe where i mean i got complimented and then i got assaulted you know it's like if we we know what we're going into when we start, we know what this hobby does, unfortunately. And that's not to say that, like, baby cosplayers have to know everything. But when we come from the era of cosplay that we did, it was really, really, really prevalent that this fucked up shit happened. And so it's like, since we were fucking teenagers, we've had to prepare for the worst because guys would pick us up or try and hug us or ah, all this shit that just they didn't have... They didn't fathom. They didn't. No one gets it unless you're in the shoes of doing it. And like, that's not to say that like you don't know shit. No one knows shit. But it's like, it's hard. And if you don't have people who also get it, you're not going to know how to protect yourself best and how to feel comfortable. And that's not to say that like you can only cosplay if you're comfortable because like you can do photo shoots about it. But when it comes to con culture, if you don't know the convention that you're going to well, if you don't know where you're doing a photo shoot at, you don't know what risk comes with it. And that's not to say like I'm really, really trying hard not to enforce victim blaming. But when it comes to like a hobby like that, it's really intense and a lot of people don't understand, especially I mean, as we move every year into this, people are getting more and more knowledgeable of it. People, companies are paying cosplay promote their brands it's more well known but there's still people who don't get it there's still people that don't understand that this is a job at the same time 
I make money cosplaying sometimes. I have people sponsor me. Raya's been sponsored by fucking Noodles & Co. Like, we're paid to do this. That's our job. And so it's like... Please. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is us. also... People... Oh, my cord. People haven't... A lot... I, I say people. A lot of younger men have not been properly informed or had the means to... Uh, and he like understand the experience of other cosplayers or other congoers or anybody in their fandom circle in general because either a they grew up not thinking that that's a thing you have to do <laughs> or b like no one told them no when they made someone uncomfortable and I truly, truly, truly need everyone to know that the the adage of the road to hell is paved by good intentions is very, very true. Even if you're trying to pay a compliment, it doesn't come off that way. Even if you're trying to be nice and you want to say, hey, can I get a photo? And you put your arm around their waist without asking. Doesn't matter that you asked for permission for the photo. You just fucking touched them. Like, you just violated their personal space even worse. Like, there's so many things there that you have to think about that AFAB individuals, that people who identify as women, like they have to think about constantly <laughs> that you might not have. Mm -hmm. So speaking directly to the listeners and anyone who maybe hadn't told you that or you weren't aware, just learn. Don't well, touch like, people. I get this in a lot, <laughs> even without physical touch. I get this all the time on my Instagram. And I try to be nice to every person that messages me if I know the intention as well. I don't come out swinging out the fucking gate unless I need to. But I'll have people who message me and they're like talking to me about their day and that's fine but then they'll get into it it's just like i just feel lonely like i'm glad i have someone like you to talk to i wish more girls talk to me like you're so it's i get your intent is good but there's a level there of like i'm just because you follow my page doesn't mean that we're friends and it's not like that i don't want to be anyone's friend but there's still this is my job and it's obviously when cosplayers other people who see cosplayers as a spectator sport almost, like they're just watching everything, they don't get what goes into it. They see my costume for five seconds on their Instagram feed and that's it. They don't know that I spent like 20 hours sewing all of my Dorothea stuff and crying into a fucking pit. They don't know what went into it. And that goes for almost every cosplayer, male or female or non-binary or whatever, whatever whoever is doing it even fucking animals they don't know what happens they're like haha cute dog i don't ah they don't get it and so it's just like this weird kind of development and it's like especially hold on sorry i know i'm rambling rambling a lot but it's like people who were never like a part of like artist communities they don't get it it's like people try and see it and they think that because like you're a person posting your shit that like, if you make a comment on your caption where it's, like, a question asking how their day is, that's fine. You asked it. Tell me how your day is. But don't come into my DMs like, my mom is being the bitch. Like, I hate her. Like, oh, my God. Slow down. The bitch, I don't owe you my friendship. I don't owe you my friendship because you support my content. And that's fine if you want to. It's fine. I'm not my num I'm not going to be pity and say, like, petty and say that numbers don't matter. They do, and I appreciate everyone who does support me, but being a 
content creator is hard, even if my small scale, because people don't hold you like you're a person anymore. You're like an object to them. And that's why it's like, we got, we got to support each other because people are always going to see us as objects if we don't start treating ourselves more with respect in the field. Not to say that like, we all hate each other, we're all depressed and we all have low self-esteem, but like, if we don't put our foot forward and say like, we are working, people will not establish that in their brain that this is our job. This is what we do to feed ourselves, to afford to further our hobby, to afford positions at conventions, doing panels and table booths. This is how we fucking live. And so, yeah, it's my favorite that um, Rye says that to people. Yes. Rye, I have a what? question for you. Hell yeah. On that yes. tale. So, like, Parks obviously is AFAB and identifies as a woman. I am AFAB but do not. I identify as gender fluid. And you um, are non-binary, they, them, beautiful creature that I love very much. And I Thank am you. curious if you have had, like, a similar experience that Parks has with people that reach out to you in DMs or treat you like a friend, but on the infantilization side. Like, more of your race in addition to your gender and what they perceive you as, like, they perceive you as feminine. Would Like, do you think that it's, you might have had a slightly different experience in that realm of people trying to be like, oh, you're my best friend or, oh, you're just a sweet little thing and I just want to talk to you. Like, I'm curious to hear your experience. Um, I used to get that a lot when I cosplayed more. So I would have people, like, DM me asking for uh like fan signs and like info dumping me all of like their life story and stuff like that um less so on a scale of like asian infantilization however i would get that a lot more in real life so like if i met new coworkers like they'd see that i'm asian and i have dyed hair they'd like come up to me the first thing they'd say to me is like do you watch anime like Ugh. um or especially <laughs> Um, when Parker was talking about how at, like, conventions, people who maybe aren't, you know, experienced with socializing as much if you're younger and you go to a convention for the first time, <laughs> me, me as a teenager, but you go to a convention for the first time and you're starting to, like, socialize with a lot more people and you're connecting with more people who share your similar interests, a lot of the times, the first time you see, like, a really like, good cosplayer, you, like, only see them as that character, like Parker was saying, as, like, more of an object than a person, and I feel like that's happened, like, a lot with me when I would go to conventions, is that they would only perceive me as that character, especially if I cosplayed from an anime or from, like, League of Legends or something like that. If I'm cosplaying an Asian girl, they, they like... You're the real one. Would basically... Yeah, they would basically only treat me, like, as that character. And you can kind of, like, see that happening more and more once you get used to it. And so, yeah, try tried to cosplay, like, less and less ever since, like, that happened more and more. Well, it's like, so. do you remember when we were sitting at my booth and this dude came up and was talking to us for ten straight fucking minutes? And he started, like, trauma dumping on me? What? Yeah. Yeah. He was like yeah. telling me about like how he's having the worst convention and like he feels so bad that he's even there. But then he would like sprinkle in like, you should cosplay like Decker from Lucifer. Anyway, back to my trauma. It's like, what? Please go away. <laughs> Please. That, that happens a lot. Yeah. That's like with, with cosplayers. Cool. 
I think, again, it's because, like, sometimes if you're in, like, more nerd spaces and you're young, you, like, the only way that you know how to socialize is, like, through anime or something like that. And so you start to talk to people who share your similar interests online and then immediately think that they're your best friends or they're, like, this character. And, like, going back to, like, the Asian fetishization thing, I'll see that happen a lot with, like, comparing, like, K-pop members to, like, characters in anime. And it's just, like it's it's not inherently bad to think that a person inherently has like traits from a character in an anime but it's a little like fishy if you only say that about like asian guys and comparing them to like not real characters from tv shows well, yeah for sure i see that a when lot we cosplayed kda together and you were ari and i was a collie people weren't doing that to me they were doing it to you I'm the oh, white gross. girl cosplaying the Asian, which I mean, that's fine. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't Asian fishing. I was good. I was great, good. But mm-hmm. you were being a dressing character, and I wasn't. Oh. Which is funny because oh. Ari's Korean, not Japanese. <laughs> but you don't know. You I, just yeah. see Asian. That's, that's a whole. Girl, other these can are of white worms. boys. They don't know shit. They, don't they know. just see Asian, and all they think is Asian. Yep. They don't understand that other countries exist. But they don't even also know that um, yeah. Southeast Asians and uh, fall under the umbrella. And that they don't know about. Yeah. Hey, yo, bro, we got brown Asians. Um, it's not just not just the three. We got Pacific more Pacific Islander, Pacific Islander, Malaysian, the Philippines, like, especially uh, uh, Thailand. I have a India. friend who is Malaysian, <laughs> uh-huh. so he is Asian, and he is very, very dark skinned and looks more um, Indian than he does Malaysian because of his bone structure, and like the amount of confused white people. Anytime that I'm with my friend, he's in- now engaged to one of my good friends. Um, and like anytime we're all in a group together and there's all these white girls surrounding this very tall, like six foot three Malaysian man, any white guy in the vicinity is just calculus appears above his head. Like he's trying to figure it out. He's trying to piece <laughs> it together because everyone's racist as shit here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude. Oh, no. Other people exist. Get over it. Well, it's like that's also another part of like that whole fetishization is that it's just like. The people who do it have such a bubble around what they think is Asian. And so it's just like, if you're not Chinese, Japanese, or Korean, you're not Asian in their eyes, which is... Asia is a big continent, homies. Um, we got a lot of Asians in there. There's not just those three. I mean, Asia, uh, China's huge. All right. But um, people from the Philippines, people from Thailand, anyone, anyone would like to have a conversation. Because it's like... <sighs> Come on. Like, there's this kind of also ties in a little bit, but there's been a problem, like, with specifically with TikTok, um, where indigenous people are being told they're white passing because they're white, but they're also indigenous because people don't have a tell between race and ethnicity. Their ethnicity is white, but they are indigenous. You know, and so it's just like it's the same people who look at it with such a shallow like mindset or people who try to call black people who are not African like African-Americans like I'm no, you can't or people who use Latinx like no, there it's this whole thing of trying to umbrella term so much, but excluding so much at the same time. And so it's like people try to do that with Asians and they try to cut out half of Asia like. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and it's probably because they're not small, effeminate, submissive people, and 
that's in quotes of like what they believe they think Asian people are, what their culture is. And it's it's exceptionally fucked up. That's that's my point. It's fucked up how quick people look at things (laughs) within like a narrow minded point of view because they want their full perspective at all times and they want to silence marginalized groups because they believe that's helping fix their oppression in some way. Like, I don't know. Let me know if that made no sense at all. But it's like, they're trying to, I guess, in their minds of, like, this weird racist shit that they've already established, they believe that, like, being marginalized is the bad part. Not the fact that they're oppressed. It's the fact that they are a minority group. They're like, we can't have that shit. Cut it out. Absorb into, like, a larger group. But we don't, we don't gotta do that. That's my point. Like, yeah. and people try to do it with Asians, like, a lot, like, Asian countries, specifically. They're like, everything, it's it's all here. And they cut half of it around. That's my, I don't know. I'm ranting. I'm rambling. Mm. I'm saying fucking random shit. It's just... TLDR. Black, brown, white, and Asian are not dirty words. No, they're not. They're, they're descriptors. Latino is mm. not a dirty word. <laughs> it's not. It's fine. Everybody comes from different corners of the world, and if you have a problem with the fact that people exist in different landmass than you do then that's your issue yeah that's 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 thank you good tldr yeah. because yeah it's a thing and like <laughs> um i don't know if people know this but like i don't see you fetishizing nepalese people they're also asian but you're not fetishizing them oh my god you guys when i was in high school i had the coolest... are you about to tell me you had a nepalese friend cool. get fetishized no coolest manager who is Nepalese and he wore these like really expensive leather pointed shoes and like bright red slacks and like a bedazzled like necklace with it. He was the coolest motherfucker around. Oh my God. And everybody wanted to know. He was <laughs> genuinely all, very cool. He was very nice. He was always very stylish and everybody wanted to be him in the restaurant. But uh, all the patrons were like, get this motherfucker out of here because he's not white. And everyone wanted to fight all the patrons that came Ugh. in like that. Perfect, perfect. I I would fight I would fight for him. <laughs> but but I do think from like what both of you guys are saying, I think it just comes from like preconceived biases that a lot of people don't even subconsciously realize. Mm-hmm. Like if <laughs> if you're only picturing like small submissive like Japanese, Chinese or Korean people when you hear the word Asian, Maybe reflect on that. Think, Think about, about why. Why aren't you thinking about... Yeah, why aren't you thinking of Nepalese people when you're, like, thinking of the word Asian? Think about your, like, preconceived biases that have, like, something to do with that, if that's what's happening. I think our number one thing I is blaming the like... military. That's exactly what I was <laughs> oh, going to say. Yeah. Let's go! <laughs> it's colonization, <laughs> That is my bro. favorite pastime. Well, mm-hmm. during our whole conversation, I was also thinking of, like... I'm a JROTC kid. And anyways, uh, one of the big things that we did in school was that we would watch like war movies as part of like the end of finals week. We'd watch a war movie, you know, Mm -hmm. some of them are like genuinely good and informative because they were a lot older. Like Tora 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 is pretty accurate to both how the Americans fucked up and how the Japanese fucked up during World War Two. Like it's it's very informative. Um, But then 
there's shit like at the end of the day, whenever all the seniors would want to be like, oh, well, we can't show you in class, but you should really go watch Full Metal Jacket. And the whole disgusting joke and stereotype of like, me love you long time is from that movie. Yep. That I grew up hearing and not knowing what it was or what it meant. And then the second that you see this movie, you're like, oh. oh. So it's 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 hand in hand with this <gasps> gross infantilization of Asian men, largely by Western women. And then this, like, hyper-feminization and hyper-sexualization of Asian women by Western men. And it's like, oh, you're sexy while we're fucking. And then the second that it's over with, I want to marry you and you're only going to be a submissive mom. Trad wife. Um, or God forbids, God forbids someone genuinely whips out the term tiger mom. Some white guy whips out the term ooh, tiger mom. I forgot that was a term. Um, I was actually talking. So a friend of uh, mine and Rise, I was talking to them earlier about this. Hold on. I just got the worst urge to take a piss. Can we pause for two seconds while I go take a piss? I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're Take fine. down this time. That's understandable. Time. One okay. second. I had so much water. Oh my god. There she goes. Oh ah! There she can go. Sorry, there's boxes in my hallway. Oh no. Ryan, if at any point we say something that you're like, actually incorrect, you are, please stop us. Like, no, you guys have been <laughs> making like banger point after banger point the whole time, <laughs> so... Oh my god. <laughs> totally, totally good. It's it's another thing I consciously think of is like I don't want to ever speak over someone of a different group. Cause like, yeah, I'm not a straight white guy either, but I am white and I don't want to speak over other people that have had different experiences and perpetuate that cycle. So Nah, you guys have been doing good. And it's your it's your guys' podcast. Like speak whenever you guys want to. Bro, so we brought you on so. for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was nervous. <laughs> hey, question for you. Do you mm-hmm. use the title mix? Like MX period? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I yeah, just... I mean, I would like to if people use like an indicator for me. So, yes. Okay. I have a habit of like referring, like if someone does something weird, like if Park says something stupid, I'll go, ma'am. And so I wanted to think of something that I could say. Yeah, mix. M-X. Mix? Mix. Friendo. I also go by, like, I go by more, like, masculine, like, indicators and joking manners, you know? So you could say sir or, like, go off king. Cool. Stuff like that. I will remember this. (laughs) I work closely with a university and um we're like doing a lot of data stuff because we're moving from one database to another that's all i can say legally but a lot of that involves choosing what we like write out all of the um like the letters for and how we do all like the addressing Mm -hmm. and stuff and there's been a whole team of people who are like yeah okay so we have a, a gender neutral and we have pronouns and we're adding mix and it's a non-negotiable and it's like forty Hell people yeah. in one call that are like, "Yep, moving on." And it's, I'm sorry, Oklahoma, yeah. you're deciding to do that. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, like I love it when big companies are like, "Hey, yo, what are your pronouns?" I'm like, "Thank you for even asking." Oh my god, thank you for considering <laughs> me. 
I will say, yeah. working in data, dealing with anyone who is trans is very difficult to note down everything correctly because you want to get it right so you're respectful, but you're also like, <laughs> like I have to send you tax documents and I don't know how to do that so you don't get audited. <laughs> Okay, when I worked, you're like, what's more important, tax evasion or misgendering? (laughs) When I worked in student loans, I would have to call people and I would have to ask them like the name on file, and I would feel so fucking bad dead naming people. But I would have to make them verify their name before I could tell them a damn fucking thing they called. So they would call me. And I'd ask them for their name, and I'm like, I don't have that on file. Do you have a social security number that I can look the account up on? So they give it to me, and then I'd have to verify their name. So we'd be like at a dead <gasps> still, no. and I would feel terrible. And I would mark no. down preferred name, but I can't verify off of preferred name. I have to verify with dead mm. names. And so I was sitting here like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I made someone cry I on mean, the phone, I and I felt terrible. And then I quit. No. The <laughs> I, I've i also run Not into... Not only are they getting called about their loans, but also getting dead named. <laughs> no. Double whammy. Sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. I have run into an instance where I knew someone from my classes, because I graduated from the university I work with, but like, um, or work close to, I should say. I don't really work for them. But I, gra- I knew someone from a class that I was like sort of friends with. Like we studied together. We went to parties. No big deal. Um, and I knew that he was trans. And then, like, literally three, four years later, I work at this job, and a very nice woman that I work with is like, oh, well, we have a particular record we refer to if we're dealing with a trans student. That way we keep consistency with how we denote their legal information versus what, like, their actual gender is and stuff. So, like, oh, they're trans, so his gender is male, and this is how we want to put in their pronouns. But... She just, like, deadnamed my friend directly in front of me without, like, asking, do you know this person? Do you know anything? And I'm like, okay, it's a work in progress. Like, we're taking a couple steps forward, but you you took a big jump back. That was was backwards, my lady. We gotta roll it back. Like, I did not need to know Almost there. I appreciate you guys talking while I was in the bathroom because I realized as I was washing my hands, I was like, we can't cut the video of me walking away. Nope. Cause we're mm-hmm. we're not putting in that effort. So everyone's gonna know that you had to take a piss. Everyone's gonna know right I had to piss. I'm sorry. Now all of China knows. <laughs> I you got piss. trapped in a conversation. so I had to go to my mom. Sorry to interrupt us, um, Patreon. But I just killed right. I had to go help my mom set up the PS4 to be factory reset. So I was at her house for too long. I didn't get a piss. I always got a piss because I drink four bottles of work of water at work. Four I, bottles of what? Work at work. We on the grind. So I didn't get Bro, a piss. We and then when I got home at work. When I got home, I found the booed shit from the neighbors, so I had to talk to Sierra about what we we're gonna do with that. And then you guys were both like, Where are you? Where are you? So I didn't get time I'm to so piss. Sorry. No, it's okay. So it was sorry. on me. I'm the one that set the time frame and was like, Well, that sucks and fucked off for a minute. It wasn't responding. <laughs> But I did not it's get okay. a piss. It's a nice little intermission piss. It's okay. No one, no one but Patreon cut will know, and us. No one's got to no know. No, and no that's between to. us, Patreon, and God. Like <laughs> it's fine. very true. The Holy Spirit is Patreon. Anyways, <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Anyways, <laughs> Anyways. back to being Damn. GNC as fuck gamers. Do you know what that <laughs> yes. means? 
Sid, do you know? Gender non-conforming? Yeah, okay. Just making sure. Has anyone told you you look GNC as fuck? Yeah, I mean, no, but I know what it is. (laughs) So you haven't been told, though? No. Okay, I'll put you on my daily list of people I tell you look GNC as fuck. I tell Rye at least twice a week if I can remember. I have such a weird experience because I don't identify as trans no. because I feel like I can't. But but also not that, like, I want a place at the trans table because I'm like, I don't need it. Somebody else can have that spot. I'm more of just, I'm here. I'm vibing. I, uh. Baby, I don't know how to tell you this. If you're not in a... If you're not in a gender slot, you're kind of you're kind of trans. I'm like aware of it. I just don't associate with it. If that makes sense. I think in a lot of communities, they believe no, that valid. gender fluid and non-binary fall under the trans umbrella. So yeah. it's like tech. Obviously, this is not like you have to feel trans. You have to identify as trans. It's just like a if you do want to identify yourself as that way as a gender fluid person you totally can you're not just because you're like i don't want to say female presenting um female presenting gender fluid that doesn't mean that you're not gender fluid even if like using she her pronouns but being like trans is still a thing you're like a trans man you can still use she her pronouns that doesn't matter so you being they them gender fluid that's fine even if you want to use she her gender fluid that doesn't you're still under the umbrella, dar- darling. You're there. Thanks, BBs. So, I love you both. Don't feel like you Hell have to yeah. give your seat up to someone who's more deserving of it because you are also welcome at the table. There, there infinite seats. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last no supper, baby. We're still going. <laughs> We're all just here. Oh, my God. I will say that the trans flag fucks. Excellent color choices. Oh, oh, Rye's getting up. What are they doing? <laughs> they were- <laughs> oh, shoot. Someone said the trans flag. Oh, I love, I love it. trans flag that color anything. scheme is so good. That's my favorite palette on fighting mm. games. On Fighter Z, me and the homies play as trans flag Broly all the time. What if oh, I yeah. what if I make a, a like a gamer anime weebs kind of trans, not really transgender non-conforming flag, but it's just the colors of Miku Hatsune? Thoughts? That's Miku's <laughs> literally trans, bro. Yes. Miku's yes. A, Miku is literally changed for I just every identity. Because I want that. Miku so bad. is trans and black. I'll, I'll make it just for you, right? Uh, Thank you. Miku is all I could ever Miku want. is black, Japanese, and trans. Let's go. People forgetting that you can be black and Japanese too. Whoop. Whoop. Damn. I like. Okay, so I've mentioned this on nerdtastic galaxy but Uh i grew up next door to uh, a very nice family who had a dad that scared the shit out of me and i felt like i was gonna die anytime i looked in his eyes because he was big scary man but they're from kana in africa like this country of kana and their parents um are like first generation immigrants and then the kids were born here i believe so they are african-american but they were culturally black because they like grew up in the household they were african american cuz they had their their culture from kana but like outside of the house they presented as black like does that make sense mm-hmm. and so communicating mm. this to literally anyone who's white and in the south is the worst fucking thing <laughs> <sighs> and anytime Ooh. we get on a discussion like this i just wonder like how them kids doing how, how are they navigating how today kids? what's going on 
Do you think they're well? Do you think they're good? I hope they're well. You think they're doing good? So anytime I see like Miku Monday and there's like a Muslim Miku or a black Miku, I'm like, damn. I love Muslim Miku me my neighbors. where her pigtails are her hijab. Yeah. Two yes. little two little hijab knots on the side. That's, That's another. Hold on. Sorry. Back to dragging TikTok. Um, there's a lot of hijabi uh, cosplayers on there who use their hijabs as wigs. And that's it looks amazing. But there's also people in the comments like treating them like a baby. They're like, oh my god, like you're you're so smart. Like that was so good. Like why talk to me like a human being, bitch. Do you comment on white cosplayers saying this? Like, oh my god, like that is so like and it's not like a that's so cute how you did your wig. It's like a oh my god, like it's it's the tone of the message is so condescending and you can tell. You can you can tell. A lot of people who don't have to experience this won't notice the difference. They'll think that you're just, like, being an asshole if you're like, don't talk to me like that. It's kind of like, um, fuck. There was someone who, like, talked to me like it was a normal person, but when they found out I was autistic, started calling me Sweet Pea. That's what I, that's... Oh. Yeah, no. we've talked about Ooh. this privately. It's not a conversation for this no. I'm podcast, not bringing it up further. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, as an example of what I'm talking about, of like yeah. someone once they found out I was autistic, they changed their entire tone with me, and that's how a lot of people like approach these Jabi cosplayers or like these like a lot of trans cosplayers also get targeted for this shit too. Mm. Where it's just like, oh my god, like you look so cute, like you're doing good, like yay! like Little bean, sweet baby Anytime boy. I see little bean, f- <sighs> like I think it's fun when it's being like sarcastic, like oh my god, little bean, you little bean, no. But like the actual like, oh he's just a little bean is immediate red flag these days because it's just like, mm. Oh, that's a grown man. Your little bean is 42. Mm. Mads Mickelson <laughs> is not a little bean. <sighs> Are you calling yourself out with that one? Was that a self point right there? I know. I don't call. Okay. I never thought he was a little bean. I'd like to point out. Um, everyone on Tumblr with Tom Hiddleston did, though. Yeah, they still I, do. I want to I wanna talk to the teenagers <sighs> that made Loki fan art before Loki was a show, like whenever there were only two movies that Loki existed in. What are you doing now? I want to know. Did <laughs> Probably you make, still did you making more. Your, yeah. Did I you revive your team now? Revive, bro. They're back. <laughs> I promise you they are back. Oh, my God. It sucks. I, I hate being alive. used to be so obsessed with Tom Hiddleston. It was bad. But now... When I watch the new Loki show, the only thing I can think about is his receding hairline. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's going to tell the Tumblr stands that? Damn. Like, who's going to tell them that he is, like, in his 40s and his hairline's receding? Baby, his hair's he gone. He can't be a little bean with flowers <laughs> on his head. It's gone. They're covering up like... the hairline with flower crowns. <laughs> oh, no. I pretend I do not see. I do not see it. I kind of hate the Marvel community. <laughs> no offense. Not to anyone personally of you guys. because you love DC. I hated DC. I hate DC too, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Batman, fuck that dude. <laughs> Superman, fuck that dude. I like Jason Todd. Nice. And that's it. And Kara. And, okay, I like Kara. Um, I like the anti-hero sidekicks. So I will happily drag MCU mm. and I will drag DCU through the fucking mud. The movies are shit. They're shit. They are garbage. I'm going to say this on the Asian 
category of this podcast, Shang Chi was fucking good. Shang Chi was good. Shang Chi was good. I hate the level of racism that came with franchising from it, though. Fuck Disney execs for treating that movie like shit. They really thought it was going to be swept under the rug because it was an Asian-led movie. Oh, for real. And, and like, people showed up, so it made money. That's fucked up, though, because, like, just because your other Asian-led film, Black Widow, failed... (laughs) No! I couldn't couldn't finish the joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) In one year! We were so lucky. Oh, oh my, my god. god, the real Japanese. My Asian Every queen. Every time I think about my, my Asian, Asian queen, queen, Scarlett Johansson, I think of the Miku commercial where she gets a phone call from Scarlett. I'm like, always oh, believe like- in yourself, Miku. <laughs> I love that commercial so much. Also, I would like to point out everybody who's like, OMG, ScarJo, Ghost of Shell, G, the. Um. Are you forgetting that her breakout role literally took place in Japan about her being in Japan and falling in love with a guy in Japan and that was the plot. Whoa, there was nothing what movie else. Was that? Lost in Translation with Bill Murray. I've never seen that movie. It takes place in, in Tokyo, I'm pretty sure. It's in Japan. I don't know if it's Tokyo specifically, but it's just yeah, it's just her in Japan. You know, this is not a new thing. You want to know what movie had good Asian representation that was not fetishized? Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah um but no i just he built that rocket true damn fast and the furious 9 had representation of he was wearing the marty mix every vest. single group even oh old people. i was and what are you about to tell me they had that representation what were you about to say what i i'm done okay are you, you looked down at something and i was like did you stop yeah. recording what happened whoa I got scared. No, sometimes you just have to, like, you talk so much and you have to look I get it, I get it. To, like, you weren't talking down. too much, though. <laughs> but, um... Okay. No, okay, hold on. One more. I'm gonna hark on the fucking Ghost in the Shell stuff. A lot of people thought that it was good because the way they dealt with her being white, they made that, like, a part of the movie, not realizing that colorism is a key detail of the original Ghost in the Shell plot. So, to, like, in the movie, they try to be like, the problem is is that they put her in a white body to make her perfect, and it's an addressing of colorism within the movie. It's like, that's not the plot. That's, they built up another plot because they were trying so hard to justify having a white woman be a Japanese. It's literally anti-military. The whole plot of Ghost in the Shell is anti-military. like... But they're like, hold on. Let's make it about how white people are perfect and that's the flaw. What? Which is in and of itself <laughs> infantilizing more yes. Japanese people by yes. saying we put we put Westerners, specifically white Americans, on such a pedestal. Yep. It's like, bro, I can tell everybody you. Everybody sucks. They, they don't. <laughs> white people are not. Mm-mm, we're not on a pedestal. We, we do not deserve that pedestal. We don't. Nope. So I'll gladly give it up. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell was bad. I mean, casting a white woman as an Asian woman was not the move, but they made it worse um, <laughs> by actually changing the plot to the movie to fit that. Whereas, like, Mads Mikkelsen in, like, Doctor Strange, that's okay. <laughs> anytime that someone brings he wasn't up Asian. ScarJo's... <laughs> anytime someone brings up ScarJo's Power Rangers... Or, uh, 
Scar- Ghost in the Shell, I always think of Power Rangers because I think of how it's a Japanese show and the only character they kept as non-like American was the yellow one. It's the yellow Power Ranger. You get to stay Japanese, honey. That's what I think of anytime someone Let's talks go. about ScarJo, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that's a, like literally how it is with all movies. It it's like, like when... Um, you know, Speed Racer, the Dragon Ball movie. The Dragon Ball the movie Dragon where they make Goku they white. They that better. They were like... <laughs> yeah, why are they making Goku white? Didn't they change his what? name in the live action movie? I'm pretty sure his name was not Goku. Note? Hold on. Oh. oh. This is for Dragon Ball? Oh my god, they're just making white people names for His name's Dave. <laughs> his, no, 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 that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. No. Oh. I, the fact that I believed you, though. <laughs> yeah, same. That says a lot. We did not hesitate to believe you, both of us. Yeah. Live action Dragon Ball movie. Ugh. You might pull up the one from the fucking 80s that has one of nope, the Squid I'm pulling Game up 2009. guys in it. Okay, his name is oh, still Goku. So- his name is still Goku. But his name is played by Justin Chatwin. <laughs> All right. Why the uh, fuck right. was James Marsters Piccolo? Spike from Buffy <laughs> was Piccolo? <laughs> Wait a minute. Piccolo <laughs> is a black man? What are we talking about? <laughs> James Marsters is sexy, though. The minute you put anything on his forehead... Have you seen Buffy? Have you seen Buffy? I keep like motioning no. like you guys are you can see where you're oriented on my screen. The vampires in Buffy get like four oh. mm, sorry, Chi Chi's a white woman. Mm. Um Yikes. and only half his hair is done. I don't know how to feel. But anyways, um oh fuck. I forgot that my screen is streaming. Everyone ignore the DMs you saw. Oopsies. That means everyone just saw this horrible ass Goku image I dropped in your DMs. But fuck. Basically, like <sighs> I lost my point because I just remembered that my DMs are showing. I just showed everyone who I was talking to. Um Damn. It's fine, it's not a big deal. What was I saying? I was talking about live action Dragon Ball. I don't know. I was oh, gonna no. tell Rai Buffy. that the really shitty uh like Korean knockoff. Um, Dragon Ball movie that they made that was like a what's the word that I'm looking for like a fuck I can't think of the exact word but it's it's fake Dragon Ball where they're like we're gonna sidestep all the copyright laws and say it's not Dragon Ball the guy that played Goku is the guy that played the gang leader in Squid Game that has like the neck tattoo yeah oh I remember (laughs) that actually I think I saw this (sighs) yeah um He's really climbing that ladder. Yeah, so the whole thing sucked. Wait, this bootleg. movie had That's really the good word. bootleg. <laughs> this movie had really good like actors in it. That's the sad part. Because James Marsters is hot. Rose- How many times are you gonna say that in the Why next are all two these minutes? Hot people? I've met him. He's actually like five seven. He's a little dude. But hold on. He's still taller than me. I'm looking, sorry, I'm trying to read how many white people are here. Ryan and I, just two short kings looking at each other. True. But Justin Chatwin is a white man um, who played Goku. <laughs> Yamcha is played by an actual Asian man. Um, June Park is Asian. Thank you. Um, sucks that Yamcha was even in the movie. But. Ryan, did I tell you that I got a dead Yamcha Funko Pop? <laughs> 
what? Hey, do you watch Dragon Ball? No. I I do not. That's, that's fine. Are you I'm are sorry, you both of you? Are you familiar with the scene where Yamcha just dies and is thrown into a ditch? I know you are because I've sent you this picture a million times of the Dragon Ball dude just in the pit, okay, like dead, hunched on. over. Let me let me send you a picture of it and you'll recognize it, but give me one second. Dead Yamcha. <laughs> I love Let's Dead see. Yamcha. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Our boy. Okay, here, I can sh- I can show you a side-by-side comparison of this fucking Funko Pop. They made Pop a Funko yeah. yeah, and I bought it. <laughs> here, hold on. It was a New York Comic Con exclusive, but... There you go, it's in chat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love okay, it. Okay, I do know that um, I have Anyways, seen it. Oh my god. Anime He's movies love recasting um, Asian people. <laughs> Unless the role's offensive, then they leave them in. That's my point. Because <laughs> they're like, we can make Goku. Or if they... Goku white. Or if they give the, the Asian female lead a purple strip in You can just say Chi-Chi in that movie. You can say Chi-Chi. You can say Chi-Chi. I didn't... I didn't see the Chi-Chi. I was thinking Gogo from Big Hero 6. Or um, Knives Go-Go Chow. from Big Hero 6. Knives Chow. Fucking. I, there was a whole list of them that I saw. And the girl, his sister in Shang-Chi was originally supposed to have like a red streak in her hair. And she was like, I don't want to fucking do that because like, why are you going to put that stereotype Hold on. Me? I'm sorry. Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi is Jamie Chung. Who is the Asian girl who is also in Hannah Montana? <laughs> right? Okay. That's her. Okay, girl. Hold on. Let me look at Wait, who Jamie who? Chung Hold is. On. Jamie Chung. That sounds... She sounds familiar. What? I don't know. Let, where's your IMDB, baby? She was in oh, Sucker Punch. Fucking... She was fetishized the fuck out of in Sucker Punch. Oh! Yeah... Mm. She uh, was also oh, I know in Big Hero Six. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's um Amber, I believe, in in Sucker Punch. Yep, 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 yep. And she um, hella gets fetishized in every role she's been in. Some characters that I am thinking of is uh Blink from X Men, yep. Psylocke from X Men, uh Nikki from Sixteen, um Tina from Glee. Knives from Scott Pilgrim, Mako from Pacific Rim, Gogo from Big Hero Six. The list goes on. There's the the girlfriend from Deadpool. Yeah, uh, Neg- Negasonic's girlfriend. Her. She's got bright pink hair though. I don't know if she has a streak. No, it's it's not bright. Is pink it not in anymore? The second one. Oh, it's, true, Bessie. I'm sorry. With multiple purple. Streaks. I was thinking of one. And of her it's comic always looks. purple. It's always purple or blue. It's. It's purple, blue, or red, and nothing else. <laughs> yep. I love that Rai is here with blonde and pink hair, truly defying every stereotype. Rai's gone like every single color. I I refuse. Well, yeah, I refuse to like make my hair black. Not again. Anymore. Every time we see a picture <laughs> of you, it's like your Sisona. <laughs> Whenever you cosplay, no. you're just cosplaying as a cis person. <laughs> Anytime they put on a long wig for a K-pop cover. Hello. <laughs> oh my god, for real. That ain't me. That is my cis Sona. 
That's not me out there. <laughs> That's how I felt going to college because I was a business student that was an art minor. And I oh. was like, this is my white lady persona. Uh, I'm just going to pretend to be a business student today, I guess. <laughs> Got to get that degree. Uh, rise and grind. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It fucking sucks. I hate movies. I hate Hollywood. Um, why was... Why was <laughs> Doctor Strange, I'm glad the ancient one, Tillis went and killed it, but why was she a white woman? Why was she a white woman? He went to a, I don't even remember if the place was real or not. Did he go to a real country? I don't remember Doctor Strange lore right now. I don't know. I watched that movie exactly once. But for a movie about going to an Asian um, temple to learn like martial art and like chakra focusing, maybe the white woman shouldn't be. You know who did it right? You know who did it right is the Matrix, the Wachowski sisters, trans icons. They fucking did it right in the Matrix. You know who kills it though every single time we see him? I've never seen the Matrix. And when Mm -hmm. we see him in Shang-Chi? Wong. Let's go, Wong. (laughs) My man, Wong. Let's go. (laughs) I don't know. Benedict Wong goes so hard in every role he's in. Right, did you say say you've never seen the Mm. Matrix? Maddie's so in the Matrix, you. it's written and directed by two sister, two trans sisters that at the time were both cis that. men and then have since transitioned. And they're making the new uh, Matrix under the title The Wachowski Sisters, which is really cool. And uh, the whole movie is a metaphor for being trans. Of like, do you want to continue pretending? Like, do you do you take the the blue pill and you continue pretending and waking up and going through the motions of life, or do you take the red pill and essentially wake up and become who you are? Keanu Reeves is so, like, literally trans. Yeah, that's the whole character and like the journey of it is understanding that and like the strife between it. And whenever Keanu Reeves' character Neo has to learn how to fight, he's sent to like a mountaintop dojo that's taught by an old like an elderly Japanese man. So. They did it right. The Matrix is a good fucking movie. You know who didn't do it right and I'm sick of pretending? Gotta watch The Matrix. The bitch from Kill Bill. The one where she's like a Japanese (laughs) schoolgirl. Shut up. Yeah, that's... uh, Oh, fuck, what's her name? Anything that Quentin Tarantino does, I don't think My man loves fetishizing Asian women and hating black people. And feet. And feet. And feet. He loves feet, hates black people, and loves Asian women. And tries to kill Uma Thurman in every, every single goddamn movie. movie. She should stop. Not her character. No, her. her. My- <laughs> stop working for him, girl. Oh, are you not? So he, well, she doesn't anymore. I know. Um, no, I just mean he... like back. Stop. <laughs> yeah. If you're not familiar, because Riot looks like you're not. Um. So there was, I'm I don't remember. anything. <laughs> Same. I don't remember which film it was, but Uma Thurman was working on a film with Quentin Tarantino because he's one of those directors that's like, I work with 12 actors and no one else. Um, that there was a car crash scene in the film and she did not feel comfortable doing it at all. And she really wanted a stunt double. And he said, absolutely not. You have to do it for the integrity of the film. And she got severely injured and I believe had to go to the hospital. And she was like, never again. I'm never fucking working with you again. He also inserts himself in several movies where his whole character is just being racist. Mm -hmm. He loves Um, saying the N-word. He loves it. He... He says the N-word constantly on screen uh, as, like, either um, like a trap house owner, as a drug dealer, as someone who's literally collecting slaves to Django Unchained. Like, it's... 
Oh, <gasps> and the whole time in Django, he was treating himself on set as a white savior, for, and he was like giving. He was so good because he wrote a movie that gave black people roles in Hollywood, but that role was them being a slave, being beaten and called slurs by him. And he was using the slur That's, on yeah. set, like as not in character. And like uh, the the story oh of Django Unchained, if it were completely removed from all of its creation, is interesting. Yeah, because it's uh, it's a it's a American slave who is trying to escape, so he can find his wife. That's a that's a compelling story. That is interesting. It's a story of freedom. It's a story of finding your love. Like I get it. Because his wife was separated from him at a slave trade, specifically. If you put Quentin Tarantino, whatever the fuck his name is, anywhere near this, it instantly becomes disgusting. That's how I felt um, when I first watched *Inglorious Bastards*. I liked it, and then I watched it again a few years later, and there was a lot of like marinating and hate on a lot of the um, Nazi crimes, and you're like, "This looks too real." Something doesn't sit right here. That had a lot of hate in it, Quinn. Are you good? Also, let's let's rape a black man on screen for literally no reason in Pulp Fiction, and no one talks about it. No one talks about so that. True, that besties. is a giant scene in Pulp Fiction, yep. and everyone's like, "Oh, Pulp Fiction!" And there's no warning to movie. it. There's no warning. There's no warning. You're like, "This is a this movie's pretty good. Like, it's great." Oh, gimp rape. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yep. And he's a very wealthy, like, everyone respects him. Everyone has, like, is terrified of him. Um, also, his wife is white. That's another status symbol in the fucking movie, which is gross. Yeah, like, he's like, successful because yeah, he has a the... white wife. And it's just like, mm, my trophy. And he's, yeah, he's a drug lord and all this shit, which is cool. But he's a white-collar drug lord, so it's fine. And then he's brutally assaulted by a white nationalist and white supremacist in the basement of a pawn shop. Like, yep, that's how we want to end this character arc. He gets to kill his assailant, which is cool. But he still kills him off screen when he's attacked on screen. Ugh. Yeah, so why did you have to... Come on, Quentin, explain it. Why did you... Break it down. Why did you make me watch this? <laughs> Explain. This is the same man who defended Roman Polanski on live television. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> what what could we even expect? Mm. Yeah, I hate Gross. Quentin Tarantino. And I hate people who I are like, Jenko was really good. You're so stupid. Bro, don't tell Whoop. <laughs> Bro, don't tell Whoop. <laughs> I don't know what's with, like, white men loving this movie. And maybe it's because they're just Quentin Tarantino fans. And whatever. I don't care if you watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. I personally will not enjoy them anymore past the first watch. Like, I will watch them because it's just, like, I like to be in the know of what's what's going on. I do enjoy some works, and I do enjoy the parts of the cinematography that he does not have his hands on. Like, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, had a different cinematographer also on board. I liked that movie. I did not like seeing feet and racism. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> but I did like watching a dog maul someone's face off. So, you know, what? yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about, do you know what it's about? Uh, um, It's about the Manson murders, but if the guy won. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> right, that's right. It's about if the guy won. So he literally just, like... You know, it's funny. It's pretty funny. It's only worth one watch, though. I'd, I've seen Kill Bill Volume 1, and I enjoyed it when I watched it. 
but that's also because I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, lo- it's a lot of sexy women fighting, and I'm like, whoa, baby. <laughs> See, when there's something to gain, and that's me and my arousal, then it's okay. <laughs> if it's um, um Quentin Tarantino slurring at a man that just got brutally beaten, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I'm here for it. Yeah, but I also am fully aware of Quentin's like oof. intent when I watch these movies. Media literacy, besties. Um, I hate Quentin Tarantino. Fanboys do not yeah. interact. <laughs> just kidding. I just like the meme that it says instead of saying written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, it says Tintin like, Quarantino. What? Yeah, this is like Quentin and Directino by Quentin Retididid. I love all of those memes. They're my favorite. I'm a very simple person. But yeah, um, Asian characters and Kill Bill. I don't. I don't. I think we should stop pretending it was well done. Like, please. Yeah. If you want to cosplay her because you're like a Asian woman, you're like, it's fun, it's cute, good for you. But maybe we should That's not cool. act like this is the top tier representation we need. <laughs> Media literacy is a thing. Again, always. Am back. I aware that sucker punch is bad? Yup. Do I like it? Yup. <laughs> Girl, you're like yeah, on the top. Right! You're on the top tier of like directors. It's Quentin Tarantino, Zack Snyder, and Yui Bull. <laughs> Zack Snyder? Those three. Who? You, you, did you ever see the movie Rampage? Yeah, who's that last one? No. Oh, it's... Is that the one with the monkey? No, it's about the dude who, like, gets goes crazy and gets mad, so he loads up guns and just goes and guns everyone down in town, because he's throwing a tantrum. Oh. Terrible movie. I thought... I thought it was Te- about a gorilla? No, baby. Hold on. You might be thinking the what wrong What am one. I thinking of? Let me make sure so I'm talking. really about a rampage. Okay, so the reason That's I it. think that is that it's I worked rampage, in a video It's the rampage, the 2009 store. movie, where an ordinary young man in a small town suddenly snaps, arms himself with machine guns, and goes and kills a bunch of people. Wow. Fuck that guy. Yep. It's literally like, what if I just go shoot someone? And he literally just goes... And shoots a bunch. Is That's there the a whole rampage movie. from like 2018? 2017? Rampage gorilla movie. <laughs> the one with the rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. Yeah. Okay. So the only reason I know Let's that is because I worked at a video rental store when I was in college, and um, the back wall that I could see during my shift, because like you know they have all the shelves and stuff, but I could stare down the back wall, and it was where the R's were, and so I could just I just stared at this fucking monkey soul <laughs> on the rampage cover for all. He's of a my pretty shit. good looking monkey. <laughs> no. <poor. laughs> No. Um, but yeah, there's two movies named Rampage, and I'm not talking about the one with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm the one talking about Damn. a white boy who goes and guns down a town. Yui Bull is a terrible fucking director. Let me see what uh, else. Eli he's... Roth sucks too. Oh, but that's because he falls under the Quentin Tarantino umbrella. Fuck yeah! Have you seen the movie Postal? No, I've seen Hostel. No, Postal's about also um, <laughs> a cult leader, and they go and kill people, and Osama bin Laden is involved. Why would you not make it about going postal if you're going to name your movie postal? It's not. Also, the Blood Rain movies, Fucking the Blood morons. Rain movies that were not good, also directed by Yui Bull. Damn. Hey, did you guys know I grew up in the town where going postal happened? Uh, shut up. Um, did you know that there's several, um, several sequels to Rampage? I just found so out. So the, the one from 2009? Yes. 
No, there's I was several. Really hoping you were gonna say the rock. Did one, you read or like did you see House of the Dead, the 2003 one? Mm-mm. None of this is ringing a bell. Nope. Do you want to know why that's a good thing? That means these movies <laughs> are I have good so taste. shitty. You have never seen them. He literally directed Sick. a movie called Auschwitz. And guess what it's about? Auschwitz. <laughs> it's not seen so much that the only description for it on Wikipedia is that it's a 2011 German drama film. German drama film directed by Yui Bull. That's it. That's the whole fucking synopsis for this movie. I really wish that it was named Auschwitz, but it was about Dachau. <laughs> is that too dark? He of a literally joke? wrote a movie. Um, he his entire documentary is called "Fuck You All," a Yui Bull story. <sighs> wow, I hate this man. Guy. Just really no creativity when it comes to these movie titles. Huh? What's not um, really? What's not creative about the movie called "They Wait"? He made an off-brand um, Walking Dead called do Anger of the Dead. Um, hey, do you know what movie is better than whatever the bullshit you said, House of the Dead? Yeah. Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. True bestie. Unironically, I bet you it's better Probably. Than that I mean, Rob Zombie's not a great act- uh, director and kind of beats his wife. Or has a- Rob Zombie puts a lot of domestic abuse in there, and maybe it's not a joke anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard that about him. Have before. you seen a Rob really Zombie sad. movie? I've only seen that one. All right, there's domestic abuse in that one, <laughs> and well, there's domestic abuse drunk. in every other Rob Zombie movie. Rob Zombie likes domestic abuse in his movies. I don't know if he's done it. I don't want to look it up. I will let someone who watches this episode tell I, me. I will. I will. No, do I don't it want right an answer. Now. It's also. It's also, I won't tell you, I'll just look it up. It's also possible that he, like, lived through it. That's like his true. Parents, uh, domestic. Did he, Rob Zombie beat his wife? I, I googled <laughs> Rob Zombie domestic abuse. He's um, accused of hating children. Oh, good for him. Oh. Uh, I've also had that accusation. Do you want to know his actual name? Oh, shit. Okay, no, he was domestic abused. So... He he was abused. Yes, he was the yes, victim. yes. But there is domestic abuse in every single movie. It's not. He's a movie. just working through some no, trauma. And I'm not judging. I am not it. judging for him that, him for that. But I'm just saying every single one. I got I got so nervous that Rob Zombie was. Gonna I got be scared shitty. too. I was like no. every time we look up a celebrity's name, it's like oh my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> what did they do? I'm so Yikes. glad we ruined our deep conversations with last minute talk about how bad the move every single movie Yui Bull made, uh, The Rock <gasps> Gorilla. The Rock Gorilla is good. I'm not watching that movie. We watch it. No, you you will watch. What is it? Fast and Furious Nine. But you won't no, watch Rampage. You need to shut the fuck up right now and put respect on F Nine because it is, it is so good. I will not. It is a satire. I will not take Fast and the Furious beautiful Nine racing slander. Epic. It is so well okay. done. It takes itself. I need. I need. There's. It does not take itself seriously in any way. It plays on exactly what everyone wants to watch, and it is so fucking funny watching John Cena roll and jump over a rolling train. It's amazing. Okay. okay. Right, was that what you were going to say? Yeah, literally everything that Parker just This is the best movie of all okay. time. Okay. No criticism. <laughs> all right. It, it is... Where is it streaming mm. on? I will... I will, I will... <laughs> oh, no. We're watching it right now. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you got to watch it immediately. 
This this episode's four hours long. We're gonna watch the boy right at the end. I just swap screens and we're just watching. Like, "Mm, this is nice. (laughs) Uh, But as we come upon our two hours and two minutes of recording, if you're on Patreon, um, Mm -hmm. shall we hit it with a wrap up? Fuck yeah, baby. Fuck yeah, baby. Let me get our out-of-context sign-off quotes ready. Oh, shit. <laughs> we had this whole conversation last time. I had time. to open up I on my phone. No, I know. I just had to open up on my phone. Because I gotta... That's why... I'm sorry. I'm buying Fast Furious 9 on one screen. Having... St- oh, my God. <laughs> having Discord up on this one and then having to pull up my phone on the other. But I did just okay. buy Fast and the Furious 9. I own it now Amazing. on HD. So if anyone wants I'm to so watch it on my Amazon account. Let's go! I'm so, so proud you of you. Hit me up. Um, okay. Out of context quote. Sorry you have to sit here during our bits, Rai. No, I'm ready. I was ready for this. Yeah! We get a live reaction. I was waiting. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm gonna hit it with one out of order that, um, you straight up at 2.17pm said time to old yeller this horny bitch. And then the cutoff <laughs> is that there's a flushed emoji slightly, like, in frame. <laughs> but the thing is that I was not the horny bitch. You were. Nope. It was me. <gasps> Damn. Anyways. Any you just got those 2am thoughts. Yep. Oh, that's 2 p.m., right? That's 2 (gasps) p.m. I was at work. (laughs) You were fully sentient. Absolutely. Damn. Okay. Um, On October 6th at 10.47 p.m., Parks DMs me, can you not kill people? Um, no, I'm literally neurodivergent and a minor. Um, Damn. So true, bestie. Retweet. <laughs> so, so true. <laughs> Goddamn. Raya, I hope you enjoyed that live. I'm. I, I was so happy. Literally neurodivergent, a minor. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite excuse. It doesn't apply to me anymore because I'm not a minor. But I love saying but it. it's so horrific. fun. <laughs> It's like when I had COVID, I explicitly would tell people, like, um, I have COVID. <laughs> but not. It's not. It's worse. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, I'm going to do my no. thing where I read off the patrons that we have who give me $15 a month. Um, <laughs> sorry, everyone was just staring. So I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're waiting. First, I'd like to say thank you to Hector, to Lydia, to Oakley, to Ryan, to Ray. Rye, thank you for being our patron. You're right here. I'll tell you to your face. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's everybody there. Rye, where can we find you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Rybit. It's R-Y-E-B-B-I-T. And that's also my handle on YouTube as well. So if you ever feel inclined to follow cosplay content that isn't being posted anymore, that's where you can follow. Perfect. Where can we see your dancing, bitch? Plug that. And you can also follow um, Black Moon Crew 
um, crew with a K on Instagram as well and on YouTube. That's where we do our dancing as well. Thanks, Bestie. But yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for coming. Oh, I know yeah, it's like I, owe, I I have you in like a death grip, and if I ask you nicely on a free day, you'll just do it. But thank you. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. You're welcome back I'd on any time you want. Literally any time. This was so fun. But just let me know. Anytime, any place. Also, we gotta keep up our track record of only having non-binary guests. Facts. Um, if you have gender, you're not welcome. <laughs> you're not allowed. No binary. <laughs> um, speaking of n- uh, no gender, Neb, where can we find you? <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful Good transition. Lead-in. Thank you. Thank you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at nebula underscore inky. That's I-N-K-Y. And Parks, where can they find you? Um, I'm Crown Guard Cosplay on Instagram, and I'm Little Light B on Twitter. You can find the podcast at patreon.com slash fandamespod. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fandamespod. And if you give me your money, we will send you shit in the mail. We also have more things in our store that's getting updated. We have stickers. We got leftover pins. Those are already on there. We got... Yeah, but I'm just reminding people... They, they're still buy out there. Buy our merch, motherfuckers. If you want to buy it, they're there. Parks will give it a little kiss and mail it off to your or house. Or write a thread. Or, sh- or she'll stand outside your window and chuck it through. I have your address. She knows where you live. I'll be there. Uh, I also have your social security number. And <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Nip. Oh, no. <laughs> this is only going to be a good bit for people who pay us money. So if you want this bit fully, pay us money. Thank you. Um, we should mention now, actually, just before I forget, if you want to see the video version of this podcast, it is available on our Patreon. So if you're hearing this on Spotify or wherever the fuck you listen to our podcast, not Apple Podcasts because they still hate us everywhere else, you can watch us freak the fuck out or watch me run to the bathroom. Also- I don't know. Whatever you feel like. Get a little you fruity. You also get... Ex- extended content. You get an extra, like, 15 minutes every episode. It's like 30. So, you know. At least. At least. Eric Hansen voice. At least. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening to the show. Or watching it. I don't fucking know. We We love love you. you. Goodbye. Right, do you want to say bye? Goodbye. What? You say whatever you want. That's your sign off. Whatever the fuck you want to say. Say it now. (laughs) I I love you too. You hella cut out on Discord, goddammit. (laughs) I know it's going to be on your audio. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, goodbye, gamer. What the fuck was that, Neb? I don't, it's not I don't a wave. It's doing. next level. Come on, bitch. It's sharp, sharp. There you go. Like that? Yes. Okay. Jesus. Thanks for listening to our show. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>